<laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Things are about to get wild. Whoa! Whoa! I can't. It's Whoa. gonna go crazy. Oh. But we can't talk about it. We signed an NDA. We cannot talk about anything exciting. We watched the new Star Wars, the latest Star the Wars Star movie. movie. We were invited to Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, California, to watch the newest Dude, Star stop. Wars movie. What can we say? Not much. They made us sign NDAs, but I can say, Star Wars is back. Don't feel like watching movies, so I'll watch people guess them instead. I don't know how it goes. I think it starts with you. Hi everybody! Welcome, Welcome to the show. Joe's back, but we're negative and Elliot. We are you negative. Know, we do our best. Sans Elliot, he's 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 surviving this week. He yes, survived. He is. We signed an NDA, and that's all we'll say. <laughs> that's all we'll say. You know what I'm gonna say is is that we got some strong boys up in here at the Valley Folk, in whatever state that we are currently in. California. We, we have strong boys dealing with strong, strong issues. And, you know, we're just taking things every day. We're taking things every little by little, every single day. We're taking it as it comes. Sometimes it's small strides, sometimes it's big strides. That's the way um, life rumbles. It's interesting that, like, I mean, I know it is a very, like, a gloomy outlook on life but you know the older you get the more you like your mortality becomes racing towards you right and you start, um, to, and you start to think about it a little bit more yes you start to think about it a little bit more and you're like well you know when you're young you think about how the future will just never end like you're mm. just you're just you always You're, have opportunities ahead of you. Yeah, you've got so many chances to take huge chances and, you know, do whatever you want with your life. You have so much time. I'm going to ride you know, this motorcycle some... out of a plane. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, I'm going to go learn to climb a mountain, a whole ass mountain. Done it. I love ass mountain. The views are great. <laughs> <laughs> They're changing it into a different ride, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm sad about it. <laughs> But, you know, uh, and but the older you get, the more you realize that, like, uh-oh, there might not be as much time as I thought to do these things that, like, I definitely had time to do earlier on in my life. And you can't get too deep into the, like, regret stuff or, like, shoulda, coulda, wouldas because you can't go back. You can't go backwards. And the person that you are now is due to every single choice you made leading yeah. up to – that point i think it's a hard mentality to get to and i'm i fail to get to this even though i tell myself every other week to get to it which is you know the next 20 years of my life can be the best 20 years of my right life. right like right. it's really hard to get to that at any, i think at any point in your existence because you know responsibilities and yada 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 but what they don't tell you what they don't tell you in school as you get older uh is that Growing up is just a little bit of uh, just not losing your mind when you're surrounded by bad stuff. Yeah. And we didn't realize that our parents were going through it. Like our educators, our mentors, everybody's going through it. Uh, it's like everybody's freaking stronger than you think because you don't know what everybody's going through. And what I mean by that is as you get older, you know, people that you know and love start to pass uh, and you start to have to get deal sick. With and if you weren't hit with that type of thing when you were younger, it's like, I don't mind. I might not have the skills. Uh, to do with this sickness becomes more prevalent in people within your circle. Um, and then it's like you feel like you get stretched thin because you like you want to be there for anybody and everybody at all times. And you're like, I can't because I'm yep. also with my own stuff. And then you have to be kind to yourself and not tear yourself down for not being able to be what you consider the best version of yourself. It's a hard balance, man. I think the most important thing to take away from all of this, though, is that like, if we're all here right now at for a very limited time, then I think in all of my years and in watching others years go by as well, I've learned that <clears throat> it's okay to be selfish when it comes to decisions that affect your life or cake or cake, or cake. because it's delicious Yeah, and there's always more cake. Uh, but 
I think that it's okay to make selfish decisions regarding your future. And also it, it should, it, I know it's terrifying, but it, sh, it should be ingrained in you that taking chances are, is like exciting, not scary. Because or when both. you're older, you want to, well, sure, it can be both, but it mm -hmm. should be the exciting part of it should overwhelm the scared <laughs> the part of it, I think. Mm -hmm. And so I think that you get to a certain age where the most important thing is just to make sure that what you're doing is leading to your happiness more than anything. Like, you know. I know money is like money runs the world and everybody wants money and everyone needs money. And we're all just obsessed with That's like my favorite making, Robert Palmer song. Everybody everyone needs money. needs money. And we're <laughs> we're at a point in our lives where, you know, things if you live in certain parts of the world, it's harder to get by on a living wage based on how much money you're making and all of that. And money is such a worry and stuff. But if there's a chance for you to make money and be happy, I think that that's like, you know, being happy is the priority, I so guess. Join that damn roller derby team today. That's right. Or are you lonely? Go and go to a, a bar that does trivia night. Oh. I'm just or, saying, uh, come on your team. Hey. Yeah. Hey. You. You. Reservoir take a class. Dog. Take a class. Take a class. I'm on your team. <laughs> Life is on your college class. Not everybody. Point at the professor and say, I'm on your team. <laughs> and you know, not everybody has the not anybody everybody has access to money and happiness. Survivable money. Survivable <laughs> money. Steve, at what point uh, do you think you started thinking about mortality the most like mm -hmm. is it just this current like two years well no i think it i think every time someone close to you passes away or someone dies you, you like have to you have to force yourself to think about mortality again and i, I think see. that as you go on you deal with more people passing away in your life and uh oh rest in peace to Riggs, who passed away recently yeah. that, was a, that was a real hit to the heart Whoa. uh but and then you think about man that that little creature lived such a happy life i mean towards the end i think that there was some discomfort but brie is such a good parent to she was like the best dog parent i ever knew have ever known i've never seen anyone who treats their birth dog. dog the way she birthed that dog it was she did birth that dog that dog came out of her birth that dog i want to birth that birth dog, that dog. Uh, but but you know things when more when deaths and things happen you're like man death i see i forgot about that for a second so see i feel like for me it's more an age thing like the older i get is when i feel it like the actual number as but i haven't hit an age yet i think where a lot of people close to me are dying yet I'm not yeah. there yet. What are you, 26 now? 27. 27? Jesus. Um, you're old. Uh, I know. But I was working on a video at React this week, and one, one of the stats, there's a couple things that ended up uh, interesting things that came from it. I'll talk about two of them, because it's a little bit of a game show thing that I made. I don't want to give all the answers away. Oh, but shit. Setting one of the things. The life expectancy for males in America is only 73 years. <laughs> What? It's only seventy three years, which is far I thought it's below, supposed to be up. Is that a, is that a is that a current a, a, a yeah? That's like a recent. I thought that was like two thousand when that far was the, below many other countries that are up at like eighty three. Yeah, right? that's a lot. So like when I read that stat, definitely I started thinking about it. I was like, I got thir I got about thirty years left. You're halfway. Yeah, halfway. <laughs> Holy almost. shit! More You're than halfway half. there. Mm. Way more than halfway. If that's the way it is. Uh, so that was one of them. But then the other fun fact that I found was, can you boys guess how long the lo the oldest verified male human lived to be? Oh. World record. This one it's over 100. That's I'm going to say. That's a fun. Yeah, it's got to be over Here's 100. Here's a clue. He's from Japan. 118. 
118 from I'm gonna say 120. 120 from Kev from Steve. And the correct answer is to the day, 116 years and 54 days. The dude was born in 1897. Wait, he's still alive today or he died? Died in 2013. Whoa, he lived to the millennium. He lived the entire Think of what he's think of how much I can't. he saw the world change. It's insane to think about that stuff. Like bonkers. He had yeah. 25 great grandchildren I think and then 15 great great grand some crazy stat like that all alive when he was alive and he was the last they think living World War 1 veteran. What the so fuck? He, wow. Damn, World War One. That means that he's what? I would still I'm not even like one third of the way there yet. Like I would still have another three lifetimes that I've yeah. lived. About, yeah. You're about you're like closer to one fifth. <laughs> That's insane. Isn't that nuts? You I know, just the thing, I was talking like, to Ellie about this, yeah, about how because yeah. she turned twenty five recently, and I was like, the whole idea for some reason, and I think a lot of people think this way, like once you hit 60, like, the difference between 60 and 80 seems like it's only, like, two years. But, like, that's 20 years of life that you have to live in that amount of time. 60 and 80. I, see, I think, like, what happens is that we're young, especially when we're kids. I remember looking at 40, which I am now, and thinking, good God, 40-year-olds are so I know. Old. I feel just, like, physically, and I think I'm a little fortunate, I feel physically as good. And all energy almost as good as like my twenties. Like I'm doing yeah. well that way. That that that's time, good. Sixty and eighty can be pretty detrimental to. That's what I, it's just a like. That's a whole twenty. Yeah. Years. Um, I was playing basketball. Did I tell you guys the story? I think I did. I was playing basketball at the YMCA like a year ago or whatever. And it's a bunch of people my age. Some skews down to there's some eighteen year olds running around, and then some older folk. And this one guy's running with us, and he, you know, he's like taller looks about 60 and he's kind of lumbering he's a little slow but he's keeping up he's going up and down with us he's getting rebounds he got a couple baskets you know but you can tell he's probably one of the older guys on the court and i go up to him and i go hey good job and he comes up to me he's like it's really nice playing with you you're all you're a real good point guard thanks for passing the ball i'm like hey thanks man i appreciate that good job today and he yeah. goes i go go have a good day and he goes oh i will it's my birthday and i go oh happy birthday and he goes i'm 89 what and the was fuck like, Holy and I was like, shit. oh my God, he, like, <laughs> he's an anomaly for sure. But like, he was an example of like, it's total roll of the dice, right? Like, <laughs> it is. totally is. If, if you're taking care of your body or not taking care of your body, you know, it's like anything could happen, yada, yada, yada. Genetics, food, health. Um, but like, there's a chance. There's a chance that mind and body at that age are still, still working. Okay, are still yeah. working. You know, I think it I, is like definitely it is like a genetic lottery. Yeah. For I sure. climb with like a 72 year old guy and he's like super fit and does like climbs. That well, is, that's like, what I was thinking. Like, good. you know, the guy that lived to be 118 or 16, 16 or whatever. And that's the oldest living person recorded or whatever. Verified uh, oldest living person. Yeah. Um. It's like there's no way that that guy, like in his older, like once he hit like a hundred and two, wasn't like suffering from like you know old age body stuff. Like maybe his brain was like cool or or something, but like you get like think about how your knees hurt like sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then think about like adding another fifty years to that pain. <laughs> you know, I mean, it sounded like you know they did an interview with him. You're you're completely correct. It's all like your body starts to fall apart. Like we're just we're not we're like organic matter. So like we have to like rot and wither and like atrophy. You know, the older we get, the more you can't move your arm anymore this way. <laughs> <laughs> you know like that guy like how mobile was that guy oh i mean at 100 so at 112 yeah. there was an interview the, the video that i saw at 112 obviously stuck in a chair but was like being able to hold one of his great great grandchildren for a second there's a smile on his face but like he's old there's only so much he could do i think for somebody like him who created so much life which is another crazy thing he dropped so 
cells out of his body that just multiplied and multiplied him. There's just so many people on the earth that are a result of him, which is a crazy. Yeah, he, yeah, he like changed the earth probably a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, <laughs> like think, if he didn't know, exist, we wouldn't have like Velcro or something. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure it was part, but part like he was surrounded by so much love that it made that being miserable maybe a little bit easier. I don't know. That yeah. wasn't there. I don't know the guy. But it's crazy stat. Crazy well, thing. I do, and we have him on the phone right now. He's a skeleton, <laughs> but he has a lot to say. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy, the talking right. skeleton, who is yeah. 120 years old. <laughs> he definitely um, he definitely died an old death, which by that I mean he just got pneumonia. And at that age, it's like yeah. the body's like, nope. I heard his final words were, but I've got so much left to do. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so young. I've got so much life to give. You know? <laughs> I'm gonna go play basketball with Joe next weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, well, speaking I'm of skeletons, I'll tell you that much. I'm speaking of skeletons. I'm exhausted. You're 41 right now. I am. 41. Imagine, <laughs> imagine living more than 40 more years. Or sorry, seventy more years. More than seventy more years. <laughs> Honestly, I can't. I don't. He, I don't. I can't. Steve. I can't do it. I can't Steve do is, it. Yeah. I don't want to live through more. Like, dude, Joe, think about the things just we've lived through. The changes of the planet we've lived through. Mm -hmm. Like we lived through the time before the internet. Yeah. We were we were around before the internet, and then we were around when the internet happened. And we were around for like 9-11 and like, honest, honestly, <laughs> like we were like that was kind of our biggest change, you know, and there was big like events and stuff like that. But the Internet, cell phones, things like that, like technological convenience, computers, you know, we kind of lived through that revolution. This guy was like indoor plumbing for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. an automobile? <laughs> an automobile? It's nuts. Right. Like he saw he would have been cognizant for pretty much every movie ever made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, up until yeah. 2013. From when That's it insane. started, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's one day it'll be a novelty that we were alive before the internet started, Joe. call him talking. But that guy, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. We just, I, I don't know, man. I, like, I feel like we've lived through so many changes societal social political all of those things like we've lived through some pretty big changes and then we just went through a major pandemic viral pandemic that we're still in yeah. the middle i of. guess that was that i was history. trying to think like what my like big event thing was. life is different now Chain, yeah, like the pandemic thing. was definitely it. I mean, I was alive for like 9-11, but like, I mean that I'm kind of aware of the change that is happening. You know, Joe and I were around for the internet starting, but I don't remember thinking that like, this is going to change the world, you know? Like, it just felt like something was that was gradual. like, nerds were only going to do. Yeah, the pandemic was definitely was like, all of a sudden, just a 180 switch. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty gradual how like, it, it was still fast and like, the the realm of like time and when you go through history and you look at a book you'll be like yeah. oh the internet just happened but yeah. it was gradual right like yeah like computers were starting to be invented yeah things were started to like slowly integrated into your you know your your daily work and stuff like to the that. point where to use the internet right yeah right until i think i did a project in eighth grade where i had to finally use the internet as a resource for the first time hmm yeah, Damn. we like I remember it always just felt like nerds. It, this was just going to be for nerds because only nerds have computers. Yeah. And even even like in pop culture, like yeah. if you had a computer, you were like a fucking dork and you weren't like doing anything. You Weird cool. science, dude. Weird yeah. science. We're going like, to make a girl and we're going to do her on our yeah, right. Wow. We're in our basement on our computers while everyone else is out enjoying life without cell phones and shit. Yeah. And uh, but these were the people that were like the they were paving the way for the future of technology and shit. But but the point I was trying to make was was that like it felt like only nerds were going to use it. And then Joe Y two K, yeah Y two K felt big. 
Y2K was like crazy because it was like all computers were never built to like have the year 2000 happen or so they thought in their systems and so as soon as it became the year 2000 all the computers in the world were gonna like die i wish i had some memory of that as a five-year-old my like, memory <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> but you but you like do you have I any didn't. memory at all yeah no memory i don't at all. think so the only thing i feel like maybe i remember we had like a big new year's party and when i was really really young and for some reason i'm thinking it was so big because it was like the change into 2000 but i, like, I, I oh, could sure. be wrong yeah yeah it was the change it was this big like you wanted to party like it's 1999 there was that side of it prince what up shout out uh... <laughs> But then it was also like, so you had this, <laughs> but then you also had this like trepidation. I do remember everybody like the two years leading up to it, there was a lot of panic. It was like the biggest That's like letdown as far as panic goes. It was but- like the first time we had like a national, like everyone is going to be affected by this thing. Yeah. That I mean, wasn't not- it worldwide? Wouldn't yeah, that have been ended- worldwide? Yeah, but it it ended up like being a thing that was like, everyone, this is a big deal. We're all going to be affected by this. And then and then it nothing happened and it like created like a major like it, it was like the beginning of like, oh, the news can like say whatever the fuck they want and we yeah. could all respond to it and prepare for the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And then they could be wrong. And then we're like, uh oh, we as yep. a country spent because I, I, this is another thing I covered at React. And if I remember correctly, don't quote me. It was like three billion dollars on like upgrading stuff, trying to figure it out. Yeah. And it, I think Jesus. it did help in the long run and help mitigate anything that would have happened. But the day of, the night of, I do remember that there was like a collective like 10, 9. Yeah. Hey. Everybody kind of held their breath for a second. <laughs> and then like everything but, was. Okay. I've dude. always wondered. So like what was the fear that like this? Okay. So it turns to midnight. What's then the. Well, that saying, was, nobody knew. Nobody well, knew. No, they, were that, saying, they were saying our entire. Like, like the power grid infrastructure was going to fail. Yeah, the power, like power. Grid would, yeah, power elevators wouldn't run. Computers were going to shut down. But computers were connected to Wall Street. Wall Street was going to crash. And like not only that, connected like, to dams and yeah. things like that. Like they're going to say like dams would like malfunction or like shut Holy down or shit. something. Like it, dude. But the, the crazy thing is, is like a lot of people believed that at least something would happen. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. There, there weren't people thinking like nothing's gonna happen. There were people that were like, maybe the, maybe this will happen. It was like from maybe like a little nothing to like the world will end kind of shit. <laughs> and I remember being so excited about it. I remember being like, dude, if this ends society, it would be so fucking. <laughs> it would be so cool little to live through. Steve. <laughs> like I would, dude. All I could think of was like, it would be so cool to live through the moment where society has to return back to like you know before all the technology and and like yeah before technology i was like there was part of me that was like really excited about like a global change that that would affect everybody like it sounded like really exciting to me and i remember i never got invited to like parties ever because i was like a weird dork but i got invited to this party on Y2K, like the night Y2K was going to happen, like the change over. It was a New Year's. It was New Year's, right? Yeah. Hmm? And I, and dude, I was counting down the seconds for that fucking thing to happen. And nobody there gave a fuck. Wow. I remember it like changed too over. Cool. And everyone was like, it's now the year 2000. Yay. <laughs> and I was like, do you, and does anybody feel? Does anybody feel different? Going like, I wanted the world to end it, the world to end. I'm gonna fuck out. Because what? You were how old were you? Seventeen, eighteen? How old were you? Uh Joe, how old were we? Yeah, we because it was two thousand. We graduated two thousand one. So I just wanted something to happen, and I wanted everyone. I wanted like a big come up. I wanted to get like nerdy and fun yeah, about it. Yeah. And everyone was just like trying to get laid and have yeah, drugs, have a and kiss. I was like such a sheltered kid that those things were the furthest thing from my mind All right I was I walk away like, i want to do drugs i want dude, to isn't that funny I want that's to awesome 
I was a 17 year old, like super square nerd, straight edge, like weirdo. Steve had his combat jacket on. He had an AK. Absolutely. He, he had all his like freeze dries, pre-packed meals for the end of the world. He was digging a hole. Yeah. His fucking like panic. But I also had my <laughs> I also had my power glove on. Yeah. <laughs> Like as a clothing accessory because because I'm like I, fucking I'm ready for the robot revolution. These robots are gonna wake up and I'll have the power glove. I'll be able to control them. Oh. Hello Fresh. Let's talk about Hello Fresh, guys. Oh, Hello yes. Fresh, which is one of my favorites. You get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal oh. kit. We all know that HelloFresh makes uh, takes that hassle out of the mealtime. Get rid of that hassle ingredient. But did you know that it also can save you money? HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout. That means less stress in your day and more money in your pocket. If you keep money in your pocket, do you guys keep money in your pockets anymore? I mean, if a car, a credit card is still money, yeah. so whatever. Yeah. I guess it's the plastic in your pocket. That's right. <laughs> a crazy yeah. schedule to make it easy to fall back into your dinner time <laughs> recipe rut. So keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. With so many in season ingredients, you'll taste all the freshness of fall in every single bite of HelloFresh's chef crafted recipes. Produce mm. travels from the farm. Produce, produce travels from the farm to your door for peak ripeness you can taste. Produce. Uh, I was here. This is what produce travels from the farm to your door for peak ripeness that you can produce. Taste. As in the produce, not you produce. <clears throat> HelloFresh does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-portioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step -step recipe cards. How easy is that? I... And it's actually kind of sweet because like in my place uh, with the kids, we do fall into that rut and HelloFresh makes it so that I'm cooking new foods and trying new experiences for myself and the kids. And it shows oh, that's good. I like that part. It shows them that there's a bevy of other things out in the world that they can try. And this allows us to do that. So it's like it's like forced experience from HelloFresh. And groceries are like actually getting so expensive to just hey. buy anything you want to cook it's like okay man fucking five dollars for eggs or something like that it's insane hey uh. the grocery store <laughs> a lot so uh let's see here guys if you uh hate the grocery store and want to do other cool things like try new foods that you've never thought you'd ever try before and do it for cheaper than the grocery store and take out mm. hellofresh.com slash 50 valley cast and use code 50 Valley Cast for 50% off plus free shipping. That is HelloFresh.com slash 50 Valley Cast and use code 50 Valley Cast for 50% off plus free shipping. America's number one meal kit, Valley Folks' favorite meal sponsor. Back to the show! Anyway, but uh, yeah, but so the reason why I brought all that up was because, like, you know, we've lived through some pretty, like, exciting stuff, Joe but also like really kind of scary and fucked up stuff. And I, if I had to live through 40 more years of- like, 70, 70 more years. 70. <laughs> if I had to live 70 more years of like world changing things, well, like I don't think I want, so I don't Kevin, want You may not, you feel like maybe you haven't had yours yet or something to that same ilk, but you're actually currently in one that is going to change everything. This AI, AI, oh, AI yeah. we're going to blink in two to three, maybe even one year and things are going to be fucking different. Yeah. 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 I, I haven't felt that yet. I, I'm still like, to me, it's they don't seem, I don't think you feel I it. I don't think you feel it while it's happening. You, yep. you, you really have to like, look outside, like kind of step outside of, like what it is and what it feels like it is right now is it's it's of interest to many powerful people right and are they good are they bad i don't know but there are many powerful people with interests in ai and there are things happening right now especially with the hollywood yeah. types where they're trying really hard to lock down some kind of fair 
logical thing that makes sense as far as like using, using AI to face. recreate dead people yeah. or their voices or whatever. And I think that's really important. But the one that scares me more than anything, I think we've talked about this, is that the AI like face replacement stuff and the AI like this is an actor that didn't do this. It's already stuff happened. Looks so good. Mr. B- it just happened with a Mr. B. I know. And Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yep. And it looks good. It's fooling people. And that's like really scary, dangerous shit. I'm so, so worried yeah. for you know, there's that sucks, right? That's that that the acting it's, thing that Yeah. Dude, just wait till it's like politicians. Like we have I'm, this politician. Here's I, a video. Be, I, I think a war is going to be started because of it. Like it's going to somebody's going to like say, look at this person that was just assassinated. They, like some bad shit will happen because of it. That's the big. Yeah. There's a lot of like smaller, shitty, gross society things that I'm super afraid of. I'm afraid for women. I'm really afraid for all. Oh, like, yeah, that's insane. All of the, you know, the basement dwellers that can't get the girl that they want they'll just make the girl and then they'll share that stuff like it's i know it's already happening and it's sick it's gross it's and it's really fucking mentally like deteriorating for the people that that happens to it's it's a, akin to like being violated it, i think there just needs to be like a like legislative or like you know big politically like stamped like this is going in the constitution kind of thing that's like all ai is going to be like uh watermarked with with uh metadata and so that no matter what you'll always be able to look into the metadata and see if it's ai or real and i think that if we got like computer nerds that are like crazy top level hacker people working for like the CIA and FBI and shit. If we get like really smart people to like create an algorithm that detects like every piece of AI and like digitally like puts like an animal, you know, like when you tag an I know animal, what you're yeah. saying, dude. when you tag an animal in the wild. It's wishful idealistic thinking because for everybody that you're talking about that would be willing to make that, there's the other side that would be like, fuck that. I don't want government control slash um, anarchists slash people that are just selfish and it's always going to be both sides it's, it's i un- think yeah there there's always i mean even now we have things that like are set out to protect people's privacy that are have obviously abused. you know ab- been abused but you know we had that big like cloud that iCloud hack that get, released everybody's like private photos and shit and we haven't had anything like that again since then because it feels like people's privacy as far as their technology as far as like technology goes is not really within the best human rights interests but certainly in the best business it's it's in their it's in their best business interests to keep people trusting technology because once people turn against technology and say ai is going to ravage we don't know what's real anymore and people like revolt against technology these massive corporations start to take like hits you know and it's like it's important for them for technology to continue on as the status quo and i think when they saw that people's private images were being distributed it was basically destroying the idea of like an iCloud where you could keep all of your personal shit and it would make people not trust it and whatever so they created a thing that allowed it to lock it down even more and who knows how locked down it actually is but i haven't seen another like massive data leak like that because i think it is within their best interest to make sure that the customers are they trust the technology and so with ai i think you're right joe no matter what there's always going to be people that will be able to break through or maybe push against some sort of like digital tag for ai but i think within the best interests of all these companies they have to do something because AI hope. could destroy technology, I think. I mean, that's the hope. That's the only hope we can have with it. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's a tough time to kind of be dealing with all these massive changes just because there's, there's just so much divisiveness in the world right now. And yeah. it seems like nobody's playing on the same team. So there's not a lot of interest in like creating for your fellow man and everybody seems to be creating against their fellow man. Yeah, like, it's almost like we weren't meant to as like a, conscious species 
to maintain and comprehend the amount of actual connectedness that we all have. Like back in the day, we had these like small villages or these small tribes or whatever, and you knew everybody and all you had to worry about was like that. And you didn't think about outside that well, this at is all. what I was, yeah, going to bring up is like, does it won't happen, but like part of me wants it to go then to like, our whole lives now are like on screens. We're just constantly looking at screens and it's like, we're going to go back to actually just seeing people live and like all like the acting stuff and all that performance stuff will go way back to when it's like, you just yeah, went digital to a thing to see is, it because it's like yeah. all that shit is fake. It's Cause like, digital content can't be trusted. And yeah. there, the people who make the most money off of it are the people that are like, you know, way up there. You don't get residuals for shit that's on, like fucking Aaron Paul was saying that he doesn't get a penny for Breaking Bad being on Netflix. Yeah, That's so crazy. Isn't that crazy? But if it was on syndication on TV, he'd get like, you know, maybe like a $500 check in the mail every month or something. If not, yeah, more than that. If that. I mean, but, you know, and he was one of the stars of the show, so you'd think that there would be good residuals for like syndication or whatever but i really love that uh 50 cent bring the funny check we get every six months <laughs> there it is it's it's a it's like a constant reminder of like one of the worst times <laughs> of our lives and also <laughs> one of the most interesting because <laughs> overall one of the most interesting times in our life but something i was talking about recently kevin about what you were saying what is um you know this is all wishful thinking and we don't no one knows I need some happen. wishful thinking though. You need it. But yeah. I like the idea that like there's a chance that like the generation coming will like denounce technology. I I feel that a little like the yeah, the the teenagers now. Yeah, they're going like, to be like, "Oh, these like Zoomer or whatever are what's our generation these what are we? We're we millennials. Are millennials." These millennials are fucking, you know, with their technology, like whatever. Just keep your head in your phone, boomer. Steve, you and I are like, t- like begin, like we're beginning millennials. We like just missed Gen X. Kevin, you're on the cusp of millennials and Gen Z, aren't you? You're like right yeah, there. The year I'm the last year of a millennial. The last one. We, and Steve and I were one of the first ones of millennials. Yeah, that's so go. funny. We're on this. <laughs> we're on both sides of that, I guess. Yeah. But uh, but I'd love for. You know, I mean, like technology obviously is like massively helpful in a it lot is. of ways. And I'm I more talking about like the performance acting entertainment industry. Or the side fact of that it. social media is like an addiction. The fact that being on your yeah, phone that is too. an addiction. It would be but cool dude. if we made it to a point where people are more aware of how social media is an addiction and all of these like that's what I was going to say. This these fame chasing like apps are like a disease, are bad, aren't good for society. It doesn't help anything. Yep. You know, and maybe we'll find some middle ground where like, you know, like you said, Kevin, maybe live experiences is where at least I mean, the just like even last night, dude, going to like Scary Farm, it's a whole n- different thing when you're seeing this stuff like in your face actually happening. It's I a know. whole different thing. Well, but now and now we have like the Oculus Quest Three just came out. Yeah. It's, it comes out this week or whatever, and apparently it's like a huge upgrade from the second one. But the most important aspect of it, the most interesting aspect of it, is uh, Meta is going all in into mixed reality, which is their version of AR, augmented yeah. reality. Mixed reality is like potentially the future of technology, where these sunglasses will have like my screen in them and I'll be able to like play my games while talking to you guys. It's like all I have messages popping up and like, ask like, like, look at the internet. Yeah. Like this is my computer. This is my phone. Like this is my phone. And like, you know, it'll make technology so much more like, I I don't know. What's so funny about it uh, is that I'm definitely, I've always been worried about being like, oh, I'm the old man guy that just doesn't understand or blah, blah, blah. I know. And We're already like there. <laughs> like, it completely doesn't interest me at what all. What doesn't? Mixed that, reality? The mixed reality. Like, oh, you don't even, because you haven't thought of how thought amazing of it. it could be. I just be. don't, I feel like I've got 
tech because I, of the I, last few years of doing YouTube. I've mm -hmm. got screens and this experience infiltrating my life too much. Oh, sure. Yeah, I yeah. don't want more. I, I to am me, at a state where I want less. I want yeah. life. But I I'm similar, Joe. So fucking ingrained in my life. Well, and I think that, you know, obviously we, you know, in our industry, we were like, you know, um, we were told that being on our phones and being on social media was like, yeah, you have it was like working. It was like being at your desk. Well, at it your was. Job. It is. And, um, and we burnt out from that real bad, real fast. It's like we went to, we turned on social media fame brain onto like two times speed, 10 times speed and like took in social media in like a really unnaturally fast and like uh life cycled way like we it was our every day all day every day so i get that i get that like maybe you don't want more screens or whatever but Oop. consider this aspect of mixed reality that isn't like the excess of like technology in your face but like imagine you don't need to ever buy a tv ever again everyone in the family has their glasses that are prescription. They look like yours, Joe. And you just like, hey, we're all gonna watch a movie. And you all sit down on the couch and you're all seeing the same giant projector screen in your living room because you never need a TV again. Because now you all have a shared TV that you can all watch like when we do big screen in VR. So, and then, you know, I don't know, maybe you're driving and there's a little notification in your corner that says, your engine sounds like it needs like some kind of fix or something. I don't know. Visual, visual reminders of things that are like kind of stimulation constantly just bombarding you. But I'm can't. just saying like, it doesn't have to be an overwhelming, like there's advertisements in your face and it's technology and you can't get it away. But imagine you use it just when you want to, like you want to watch a movie with the yeah, family as a tool. As a oh, tool. I get it. I get it. Everything can be a tool, but the problem is, is that, the tools are so convenient now and if they're always attached to you that's the thing that like that was actually kind of nice about it i mean me. the phone already like, is Let, but that's the honest. problem with the phone that's why i hate my phone mm -hmm. because of my it's... phone i am never not working right because of my phone and because of the name this is my of course the nature of the industry that i'm in but because of my phone whether or not I'm off that weekend and I'm not expected to be working, the stimulus is still there. The stimulus to be like, how is the thing doing? Or, yeah, my, or the I FOMO agree. or whatever. Yeah. Or my ability to just be getting a hold, like somebody can get a hold of me, right? Like all of those things, like there's no rest for the mind. Yeah. That's a you discipline can't escape it. At the same time. But if I were a job that had nothing to do with the internet industry, it'd probably be far better. But I still know people still suffer from that because because the phone is there, you are constantly connected. Now, and I'm constantly connected to that and then all of the other things that you shouldn't be constantly connected to. It yeah. doesn't like it's good to be away from your fucking TV. I it's, agree on your face or the yeah. possibility of the TV is always on your face, which is our phone, too. It's just I don't think it's good for the brain. So I totally agree. I for sure. I mean, obviously there's an abuse of technology in all aspects. There's an abuse of all the things that make life convenient, etc. For me, I think about if we're going to live in a future, like I'd like to think about a world where the future generations denounce technology and social media and technology becomes something we rely on less and less. But if the other side of the coin happens and we live in a technology hellscape, where the world continues to be ravaged by viruses that keep us in our homes and public places are filled with more people than ever before. And you can't even go outside. You can't even drive because traffic's so bad. If we're going to live in that hell world where going outside is more of a nightmare than being on your phone, I'd rather have a, a, a mixed reality sunglasses that can make my apartment look like Idlewild and I, could I agree turn on, and i could but turn I, on sensors that make it smell like pine trees <laughs> and i can make the air controlled air feel like i'm getting a wind breeze through the trees I, and, you know what i mean like i'll embrace I agree the, with hell, that. the hellscape over going out and getting like covid 
75. Totally. <laughs> but I don't think that that's what I'm excited for. Like, that's no, like what Joe's saying. Seem, it's like, But that seems like the most likely future outcome right now. I hope not. It? No, I hope not. That sounds I'd awful. I know. I'd love for technology <laughs> to become less of a necessity. I would. Because it means that some people could still enjoy future right. technologies and shit. As but it like means a fun that we game don't have to thing. worry about the world yeah. that doesn't critically think and just reads headlines, getting a hold of stuff that makes us all dumber as a society even more. And more complacent and controlled by corporations like Disney and Apple and all that shit. I'm There's curious how much you guys think about, because I've hit this point in the past year of, and I feel like it's kind of in the air through everybody but it might be just me and my age and stuff but i truly have no like social media to me is done it's completely done like there's nothing good about it anymore to me and i completely you think we've already have... hit a wall with social media and stuff kevin's hit a wall i've hit a wall Oh, you. Okay, not society. That's what I'm wondering. Like, do you think that social media in its state currently can't continue to exist? Like, will it continue in the next five years to be I th the same way it is? I think, t I think Twitter will be gone in five years. Uh, or X or whatever the fuck it's called. I think it'll be gone. I think most of its user base will have abandoned yeah, it. Yeah. It just but... must be me because... I just, but, I don't know. I totally understand when people now say, like, social media is the equivalent of, like, smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Like, it, I get it it's for bad some for reason. It's like, well, and I've never I, heard somebody say, I'm off of social media and say, it sucks. I feel like I'm, like, no, totally. every single time I've heard somebody say that, they're like, I feel so much better. This feels, I like, think, great. I think that things like Instagram have given us the opportunity to show a uh, like show a facsimile of our lives to people so that we have this sense of everything's fine we're okay we're young we're pretty we're rich whatever and i think that that the draw for that is a psychological one that's so deep that we'll never lose that we'll always have i think that if all the social media networks die I think Instagram is the one that like stays like Facebook might go away, even though it's all the same company or whatever. Twitter might go away, but I think Instagram's here to stay. I think I just don't feel what you just said with Instagram anymore. Like when I go onto Instagram, I don't feel that I just see ads well, and a bunch of bullshit that I never want to see. Like that's all I see. But now. I think Instagram and TikTok are, are the ones that are like the most that are, have the most longevity still because currently, yes. That, I think that they're fame simulators. They are, 100%. And, and everybody has fame worship to some degree. Everybody has power or money worship to some degree. And when someone finds some way to make money off of a social media thing, everybody jumps on it, like that fucking NPC thing on TikTok. Right. Everybody's right. looking for a way to be famous and rich that uses those things like social media. And remember, this is still a tiny percentage of the it planet. Is. It is like social media still is a tiny percentage of the planet. So I think that maybe tech, social media will change from the way it is now in five years. But I don't think things like Instagram or TikTok are going to change. It, it all depends. It, it is very interesting seeing uh, one man's be able to destroy one of the biggest ones. I don't even very rarely open Twitter now. It's become it's such fascinating, a dude. I look at it less and less every week. And I've, you know, I've joined, I joined threads, but I'm not opening threads and using it like I used to use Twitter. Not because I never joined I threads. I just don't care. Instagram um, is probably for me as an older gent, one of the more uh, enjoyable ones, even though I barely use it. I don't use Facebook. I don't think the youth uses Instagram, Steve. So that's why I don't think Instagram has longevity. I think the youth uses Snapchat and TikTok, and TikTok. right now. But TikTok might have this weird, like, the government says no thing happen to it. So there's a lot of, fan like, really fascinating things that might happen. And we're not even counting for, like, you know, maybe the new one is more of a contained uh, community-based 
social uh, media app, and that's kind of Discord. Like, the youth really likes Discord. You're right. Discord is that, huge. But I think once you get connected with the world in a, in a way that's, like, aesthetically pleasing, the the layout is nice, it's easy to use, I think that, that you'll never have – you'll always have people using something like that. Like, there, I think the fact that we are connected – as connected as we are is – never gonna go away like we'll always have a way to be connected to yeah, some person think, in the world forever Agreed. and i think that the because of that draw we'll always flock to some kind of way to connect with the world in a like a you know whether it's like the megaphone thing like twitter or it's like the vlogging youtuber thing like tiktok or whatever yeah but the reason why i think instagram i mean Instagram will stay because of I mean Facebook has stayed surprisingly for as long I as I think it has. it's I think in 5 years it'll be like Twitter will be gone, Facebook will be like failing very hard, Instagram will be surviving and TikTok will be on top. If it's still yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's it's what I, that's my 5 year technology That's my 5 year plan. Prevention. That's my 5 year plan. Isn't it funny how you don't we don't consider YouTube to be in the social the social <laughs> conversation even though it is. YouTube it is. is just TV is is like it's just TV and it also is. like like an archive of you know things that you're like oh oh I, what was that thing called again oh I could type Honestly, in this one keyword and I'll find it in a heartbeat. YouTube is probably the other big even though it gets connected with the internet and the conversations that we have it's probably the other big like social revolution that we've experienced it's just been around for 20 freaking years now almost yeah like it's it's ubiquitous and we forget like how much it changed everything yeah i think youtube's gonna stick around i don't, I don't think youtube's going anywhere there's no I other see, alternative yeah i could see youtube at least still being a resource in 10 years yeah for sure it's just a you know nobody else is doing what youtube does mm-hmm. uh, and know. it it just has they've definitely made a lot of stupid decisions but yeah i feel like they haven't made stupid decisions that have are gonna lead to like a down like they still seem pretty like their foundation feels strong in a way yeah like as long as they don't pull any elon musk shit like yeah you have to yeah. pay to even <laughs> use it now which or like they, yeah yeah like <laughs> if you want to use it at all there isn't an ad free version anymore yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that could really fucking destroy youtube i think uh, yeah definitely um or if they got some like CEO that started to like say stupid shit on Twitter or like <laughs> true, you know, isn't it so funny that like, you know, even though the percentage of people that are like upset and angry about all the shit Elon Musk says and are like so sick of Elon Musk, like even that's like the tiniest percentage of like the big picture. Yeah. You know, yep. it's really funny because the, the whole Elon Musk saga, I realized you know, we, uh, we, our existence has always been bubbles, right? Like even the Valley folk was a small bubble of a YouTube bubble and the YouTube bubble feels big, but it's actually small to the rest of the world. And we, I, we were talking about Elon Musk and I think, you know, how I think he's a complete freaking jackass and yada, yada, yada. And it's really interesting watching him destroy this thing um, <laughs> and, and see who he's giving a voice to in a very detrimental way yada 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 they don't see any of that they know he's kind no. of but they don't see that he's dangerous they're both tesla owners and these are people that are friends that i have like that i went to to the coheed and cambria concert with up in spokane washington and they're just not connected to social media in any way shape or form really yeah they're only still seeing the like he's making these cars we know he's kind of a douchebag but like he's kind of this revolution still matters and spacex SpaceX, like that's the Elon that they see. They're not seeing this other like fame hungry, look at me, look at me, Elon that like, and it's just an, it's an important perspective to keep in mind. You Basically, know? if you're not on social media, you don't really get to hear all the stupid shit mm-hmm. Elon Musk yeah. says. But they're or like, well, I really like my Tesla. It's really cool. And <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. And they're driving, like, I'm not driving a gas guzzler. And yeah. And I think I'm saving the environment while I do it. So, you know, it's like <laughs> it's all like a net positive for most people. Yep. They don't realize the guy that like runs the whole thing is a big fucking tool, idiot, moron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's finish it off with a little not scary farm, a debrief. 
Oh yeah, Knotts was great. It was hours and hours of we were there. We were there from six. PM yeah, well, I want to know when you left. To like one, one. Oh, like, you only stayed like a half hour longer than us. Yeah, because I would say maybe forty five minutes tops. Because what'd you we do like, after we left? Well, there were only four of us left, and we had the three uh, front of the line passes that we were gonna finally use. Uh, Haley had to go because okay. she had to work real early in the morning, and so I was like, and she left her purse in Matt's car because she Ubered over. So uh. I was gonna like, I was gonna take her to the car and then like you know walk her to the lift to make sure the lift got her or whatever, and then go back inside. And then we were gonna try to like do shit or whatever. But what we ended up doing is, is we went back to the cinema one, good, the spooky cinema one, and Matt. Owen and Brett all had the like front of the line bracelet on, but Haley and I didn't. And we like tried to get in and there was this one fucking guy that was like, where's your wristband? Let me see. And it was like fucking one in the morning or whatever. And he's like, nah, I can't, I can't let you guys in. And Matt was like, we're just a really small group. And it's just like, the, these are the only two that he's like, nope. And we're like, <laughs> okay. So, we just waited for the guys, so they did one last maze, and then we left. Damn! Yeah. You got shit Ah. Yeah. I mean, I know, but it was so late, and we had been there okay, since so, 6 p.m. Well, this is what the I was going to say. Gone. Dude, we were there for like seven hours. This is what I was going to say, though. <laughs> I am never going again on a Saturday. Well, you Absolutely know what? Absolutely not. I hear you, and I almost agree with you, but what I was thinking was... I would go back on a Saturday if we went later. Yeah, this early in the I month. I told Ellie this. I was if like, we if we went, went later, yep. if we went at like nine p.m. Yes, and we didn't. We missed traffic getting there. Yep. We missed that big no line to get trouble. in. Yep. The lines would have been shorter. We could have ate dinner yep. beforehand. Yeah, because my tired ass was like, I want to get there early, do as much as we can, and then get the fuck out of there. But it took us an hour to just get but in. It's just because, you know, when you have a big group, it's always hard to, like, yeah. figure shit out. Damn. Anyway, but I loved it. I think You that... just definitely missed out on a lot of good I'm sure. Moments. I know I did. Yeah. We went last year, and it was real fun, and it was fine. I mean, we had a great time. Joe, we drank these, like, uh, these blood bags with, like, alcohol in it. I'm like, all yeah, right, I'll have a little booze. I they're don't good. drink ever. It was good. I, we had fun, and we were, like, vaping. <laughs> like, <laughs> Owen was smoking his cigarette walking around the park. <laughs> it's kind of like you're at a carnival. It is. It felt very carnival-like. I loved it. It didn't feel it. like I, I was at it. Disneyland. It felt like I was at a carnival. I'm so, so surprised. Like were there carnival smells everywhere? Oh, yes. Yeah. Including yeah. animal smells, because they do have – it is Nonsberry Farm. There is a farm with animals there. But it was good, man. I recommend it. It's cheaper than Universal. It's the It's way better thematically and entertaining than Universal, I think. And yeah, my only advice is get there late. They close at one a.m. Get there later, oh. like not at a not because we went on a Thursday the first time, and I told you like the longest we waited was twenty minutes for a line. We got to do eight of the ten mazes. It was what like time awesome. Did you get there? We got there at seven, or we didn't get in until like seven forty-five, and we left at one. And we got eight mazes in. Yeah. Eight mazes, zero coasters. Yeah, yeah. we didn't do coasters the coasters. Aren't. The coaster yeah. lines were longer than the fucking yeah. maze lines. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> anyway, but uh, for those of you that are like, I'm kind of on the fence. I want to go to Knott's when I get Universal. It's worth it. I would say go to Knott's. Just go later. They close at 1 o'clock during the week, 1 a.m. during the week, and 2 a.m. on the weekend. Mm. So if you got there at like 10 p.m. or even 11 would be even safer yeah like sleep the day like it during the day like do whatever like chill and then go at fucking 11 o'clock at night and do everything in like two hours probably yeah yeah and that's that <laughs> and that's that. and that's that guys thanks for listening to the show joe welcome back thank welcome you for having back me. to the club Peace. kevin thank you for our cunt ever kevin, love it kevin makes this show work uh, i'm gonna think the about anchor. that he's the he's the emotional anchor of i mean literally uh, being, there would be no show if it wasn't for you i'm about to walk 
guys, thank you so much for listening. Send some good vibes to Elliot and his family. God bless him. And we hope you have a wonderful week, huh? Let us Happy know Halloween! What are you dressing up for as Halloween? Yeah, what's your Halloween costume? Let us know in that comment section. Then I'll steal it. No. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah, bye.